0: Welcome to episode seven. Welcome to episode seven, Burning Within. Is your heart burning for God? Is your heart set on seeking God? How do you get your heart burning for God again? These are questions. I want you to think about it tonight. Evaluate your heart. Is your heart burning for God? Have you set your heart on seeking Him with all that you have? Because I'm telling you what, tonight, we've got to get our hearts ready to meet Jesus. He's coming back. I can just feel it. The news that we see out there every day that pops up. The things that are going on all around us. Jesus is getting ready to come back for his bride. And he's coming back for people whose hearts are set on him. So I want to ask you tonight, is your heart set on Jesus? Tell you what, it's going to be a great night, and tonight I just want to jump right into it, and tonight I'm going to be starting in Luke chapter 24. I want to slow down a little bit tonight. Is that okay? Is that okay with you guys? I want to slow down a little bit tonight because I want to teach some. Uh, I don't want to necessarily preach as much as I want to teach tonight, and so I'm going to be slowing down just a little bit. I'll be looking down at the Bible some more than I normally do, and I want to go through this slow because I really want us to be get to where we are truly setting our hearts on the Lord. And so um, Luke chapter 24, here's the setting. Jesus has been crucified. It has been three days since he's been crucified and he has risen from the dead, but there's not everybody around him knows. And so this is the story. There are two men walking on the road. It's called the road of Emmaus. And they're walking down this road and they're actually talking about the things that have just happened in the last three days. They're talking about Jesus being crucified. They're talking about people saying he's resurrected, but they have, you know, all these different things. And they're just talking about it and they're trying to figure out what is going on. And all of a sudden, Jesus walks up behind them and starts talking to them. Now, they didn't know that it was Jesus but Jesus begins to talk to him, and he begins to talk to him about all the things of the times of Moses, all of the prophets, all of the things, all the way through the Old Testament. And he begins to teach them about himself and about the Lord as they walk down this road. And then they get to the house, and then they're sitting there, and they ask Jesus, Jesus, do you want to come in? They did know it was Jesus. Do you want to come in here and eat with us tonight? Do you want to have dinner? And this is what Jesus says right here. This is a verse here. It says, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. The next verse here. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Let's pause right there for just a moment. Here's the scene. They're sitting around the table, and Jesus is breaking bread You know, and they did here's get this, they didn't recognize Jesus when he was walking with them on the road, when he was teaching them the whole Old Testament. But the moment that he served them, the moment that he broke bread, the moment that Jesus served them, they recognized who he was. That is an amazing point right there. Sometimes people aren't gonna recognize that Jesus living inside of you when we're teaching them and we're preaching at them, but the moment we serve them, man, that's the moment that people are gonna recognize that Jesus truly does live on the inside of us. So they begin to recognize Jesus in that moment, and this is what they said right here as they're sitting around the table and they see that it's Jesus. They said, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us? while he talked with us on the road and opened up the scriptures to us. Listen to that part right there. We're not our hearts burning within us as as they were walking with Jesus and as he was teaching to them. And that is an amazing point right there. It says their hearts were burning within. Here's what I want you to, the whole night is centered around right here. If you're not walking with Jesus, then your heart will not burn within you. The way that you get your heart to burn within you again is that you begin to walk with Jesus. Maybe you've lost your passion. Maybe you've lost your your dynamic relationship with God that you've had at one time. And you're trying to figure out how in the world am I going to get to the place to where I'm on fire for God again and living for the Lord again. Here's how you do it. You simply just walk and talk with Jesus. And when you're walking and talking with Jesus, your heart will begin to burn within you. But there's no way possible for your heart to burn within you unless you are walking and talking with Jesus. So some of that times can be walking and talking with Jesus, literally walking and talking with Him. That's my favorite time to spend with God. But it can be reading the Bible, it can be praying, it can be worshiping. Whatever it may be, is spending some time with Jesus. And that's how you get your heart to burn within you. Once again, you know, Um, the Bible, literally this week, I've been reading it, y'all. The Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible is alive and it's active. Come on, somebody say that out loud, wherever you're at, just say the Bible is alive and it's active. Sometimes we forget about that. that, that book that's on our shelf or on our coffee table or in our car or wherever it may be. Maybe you haven't opened it up in a while. I'm telling you, right, what? This book right here is alive, it's active, and it will change you. It will motivate you. It will inspire you to live for the Lord. Man, I got notes all inside of my Bible because this week I have been reading it and it has been filling me up and it has been lighting my heart on fire for Jesus. And I just pray that you can have your heart set on fire for Jesus tonight. So I want to talk about, I've been going through the book of 2 Chronicles and in 2 Chronicles, it goes through a lot of the different kings that are in Judah and Israel. And so I want to talk about some of the Kings tonight because there's some clues in there about how we should get our heart set on fire for God and get our heart set on Him. And so the first king that I want to talk about is the king of Rehoboam. Now this is 2 Chronicles chapter 12. So I'm going to look down tonight. Some if you're watching the video podcast, I'm be looking down a little bit, looking at my Bible tonight um, because I want to slow down and teach a little bit. But in this um, right here, let me pull this up here. Let's see right here. This verse right here. It says in 2 Chronicles 12, 14, it says he, this is Rehoboam, it says he did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. Let's read that again. He did evil because, that word because, he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. Wow, that is very important. People out there, if we're not seeking, if we haven't set our heart On seeking the Lord, guess what our heart is going to do? It's going to end up seeking the world. It's going to begin to seek the things of the world. And when our heart begins to seek the things of this world, we eventually begin to do evil. And Rehoboam's number one fault was right in the beginning as he became king. He didn't set his heart on seeking the Lord. He didn't set his heart on seeking the one who had gave him the throne, who had given him everything in his life. You know what? Everything that you've been given—if it's a a a marriage, if it's a child, if it's a job, if it's finances, if it's just life itself, breath—everything that you've been given has been given to you by God and God alone. And so we need to set our hearts on seeking the Lord with all of our hearts and thanking God for what He's given us. And I'm telling you what tonight, that Rehoboam's number one fault was that he didn't set his heart on seeking the Lord and he began to fall he began to fall and fall and fall and fade away from the Lord and maybe at one time in your life you had set your heart on seeking the Lord but you have faded away from that and your heart right now it's it's set on things of this world it's set on a new home hear hear me now There's nothing wrong with a new home. There's nothing wrong with a a nice car. Me and Haley got to get a new car because we're about to get a baby. There's nothing wrong with a new car. There's nothing wrong with new houses. There's nothing wrong with money. Money is the great tools to build the kingdom of God. You can't live without it. There's nothing wrong with relationships. There's nothing wrong with a marriage. There's nothing wrong with the things that God blesses us with. But... There's a difference in being blessed and then having your heart set on the things of the world and chasing after the things of the world. So if you're chasing after the things of this world, your heart's going to begin to fade away from the Lord. We've got to get to the point where we set our heart back on the Lord. You know, back in the old days, back in the, in the 80s and the early 90s, we used to have this thing called a Nintendo. Anybody had a Nintendo? Man, I love Nintendo. And um, Nintendo, you know, sometimes you'd stick a game in there and you'd be Play in and all of a sudden it would freeze and then you would have to take it out and do what? You would have to <laughs> blow in that cartridge and then stick it in there and then I had to hit it on the side and then all of a sudden push reset and when you hit reset, man, it'd come back up and then you could play and you were fired up. Good old days in Nintendo, man. Somebody give me a comment if you used to blow there in the Nintendo cartridge and hit the side of your thing there. Man, That's just that's just, retro 90s right there. You know what I'm saying? Early, late 80s, early 90s, man, it was such good times on the Nintendo. But you could hit the reset button and you could start the game all over. Tonight, I believe that there's some people out there that really need to hit the reset button. You need to know that you can reset your heart back on God. Maybe it has faded away from the Lord, but you can reset it. And if you don't reset your heart back on the Lord, you'll begin to do evil. You'll begin to do things that aren't pleasing to the Lord and you'll begin to slip off into chasing after the world and who knows where that takes us. I know that tonight there is just a remnant of people in this world that are getting ready to seek Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and that's what this episode is about. It's about burning within. It's about setting our hearts on Jesus. So that's Rehoboam and then I want to uh, flip over to another king that we're going to find in chapter 13, and his name is King Abijah. And this is um, in, in 2 Chronicles 13, 10. I want to read this tonight. 2 Chronicles 13, 10. This is what he says. He says, as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. He's talking to other kings. This is a king of Judah, and that the king of the Israel at that time was not living for the Lord. And King Abijah was saying, hey, As for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. Because, see, people can set their heart on the Lord, but then in the end, when when they're tempted with the world, they begin to forsake the world and go after other lovers in the world. And he's letting them know, hey, no, our hearts are dead set on God. We are not forsaking God. And I love what he says in verse 12. It says here, God is with us. He is our leader. He was letting them know, hey, the God of our father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is our God. This is the one we serve. He was standing up. He was bold, and he was letting them know this is who we serve. And I'm telling you right now, in this day, in this hour, as the world is getting crazier and crazier around us, it's going to take us becoming bold in what we believe and standing up for what we believe and letting people around us know, hey, that we serve serve the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, that we serve Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who is the rock of this church. We serve Jesus. That's who we serve. It's like Joshua would stand up in in, um, Joshua chapter 24, letting the nation of Israel know. He said, you know what? He said, if serving God is undesirable to you. Well, it's not to me because as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. In this day, in this hour, even in America, we've got to get to the points where our hearts are set on seeking God and we can't let the situations around us deter us from seeking God. We can't let the things that are going on in the news and politics and the rest of the world, we can't let those things determine who we're going to seek. We've got to set our hearts on seeking the Lord and let everyone around us know that we are serving God. You may think that it's not desirable to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's not desirable to serve Jesus Christ, but for us, it's very desirable. We want to serve Jesus. We have given our life to Him. We follow Him, and we are standing bold. We are proclaiming it, and this is who we are. We are followers of Jesus Christ, and that's what King Abigail was doing. He was letting everybody around him know what time it was. He was letting everybody know, hey, this is my God and I love him and my heart is set on him and I'm seeking him with all of my heart. And that's why he was able to finish his race as king, as a godly king that pleased the Lord. Over in Second Chronicles chapter 13 verse 14 we find out more about King Abijah. He's he's going out to war and he finds himself surrounded on all sides. He finds himself surrounded on all sides And as he was, you know what, instead of being all stressed out and what are we going to do? You know what he did? Let's find out right here in chapter 13, verse 14. It says, Judah turned and saw that they were being attacked at both front and rear. Then they cried out to the Lord. Abijah had the people of Judah so connected to God and setting their hearts on the Lord that even when they were attacked on the front and the rear, people were surrounding them, that instead of getting stressed out, they cried out to the Lord. They had their, their minds set on God and their hearts set on God and they were fully trusting in the Lord. And I'm telling you what, this is an awesome, awesome thing that we must do is set our hearts on the Lord, even when we are surrounded by the things of this world. What are you surrounded by right now? What are you surrounded by in this world? It could be something at your job. It could be finances. It could be a relationship. It could be a boss. It could be an old relationship. It could be anything that's going on in your life, but you may be surrounded by the enemy. He's pressing in on you, but tonight I just want to tell you this. Instead of being stressed out, cry out to the Lord and and rely on him to answer, because listen to what king abijah did right here you ready he said this right here in a few verses down further the men of israel were subdued on that occasion and the men of judah were victorious because they relied on the lord the god of their fathers listen to that because they relied on the lord they were victorious so whatever you are going through right now if you will rely on the lord guess what you will be victorious I promise you, do not turn to the things of this world to figure out your answers. Keep relying on the Lord. Set your heart on seeking God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because this is the moment that the bride of Christ has got to stand up and let the world know that no matter what goes on, we are going to rely on the Lord, we're going to cry out to him, and we will be victorious because we are relying on the Lord. Man, I love King Abijah. I love what his, um, there's a verse here of King Abijah. I wanted to show that to you right here. That was the verse I just read. I wanted you to be able to read it there on the screen. It says, the Israelites were subdued on that occasion and the people of Judah were victorious because they relied on the Lord, the God of their fathers. Man, isn't that amazing? I love what it says, but they were victorious because... They relied on the Lord. Don't give up on the Lord. Don't throw in the towel. Rely on him to the very end. And I'm telling you what, he will bring you through victoriously. So let's move on to another king, King Asa. King Asa. Now, King Asa is the son of King Abijah. Man, you know what it's awesome? King Abijah was he 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 passed down to his son, King Asa. He passed down, he taught his son, he taught his children, first of all, how to walk with the Lord. And then he taught his his children how to walk in the ways of the Lord, how to rely on the Lord, how to inquire of the Lord. It's very important for us uh, parents out there. Me and Haley are about to be parents, and we are focused on raising our baby to, to, first of all, know the Lord, to know his voice, to learn how to walk with him, and then learn how to walk in his ways. And we must pass that down to the next generation. And that's what King Abijah did to his son, King Asa. And King Asa Asa steps on the scene, and we find him over here in chapter, four, uh, chapter 14. And so, because it, it, here's the thing, what the things that you have gone through in your life as, as a parent, Your children or the people you're discipling, maybe you're raising people up in the spirit, they're going to face the same things later on and they're going to learn from you how you handled it. And so King Abijah had relayed to King Asa and King Asa found himself in a similar situation where he was surrounded on all sides and look how King Asa responded. Look at this verse right here. It says this, Then Asa called to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord our God, for we rely on you, and in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Wow, I love that. He's, look at that spot right there. He says, we rely on you, and there's no one to help us like the to help us against the powerless. What are you today? Maybe you feel powerless in a situation. Asa had come up against a vast army and he felt powerless. And he had learned from his father to rely on the Lord and to cry out to the Lord in these moments. But Asa did feel powerless, even though he was the king of Judah, the king of God's people. He still felt powerless in a moment when something bigger than him was attacking him and his people. And it says that he relied on the Lord. So what are you feeling Powerless in? What kind of situation do you feel powerless in? Is it a health problem? Is it a marriage problem? Is it a financial problem? Is it a job problem? Is it a friendship problem? Is it a child problem? What kind of situation do you find yourself powerless in? I can, let's read that verse again. I feel like somebody needs to hear it again. Let's read it again. Then Asa called to the Lord as God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. There's no one out there like God who can help you in your powerless situation, but you must rely on him and give him the chance to step in and handle the situation. You must rely on him. There's so many times that God wants to step into our situation, but we go out and we try to figure it out on our own. We try to handle it with the world the way the world handles it instead of crying out to him and relying on him and obeying him and doing what he says. Asa, man, I love his life. I love his life. It really inspires me to rely on the Lord more and more and 2 Chronicles 15, 12. 2 Chronicles 15, 12 is this right here. Because you know what? Kings, leaders, when leaders are relying on the Lord, inquiring of the Lord, and they have their hearts set on seeking the Lord and devoted to his ways, then the people around them begin to follow the Lord as well. Listen to this verse right here in 2 Chronicles 15, 12. It says this. Then uh, this is after they had that, they um they were uh, victorious in their battle. It says this, Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, with all their heart and soul. After that battle, King Asa led the nation of Judah. He led God's people into a covenant to seek the Lord with all their heart. Y'all, if there's anything I want to do, is to lead the bride of Christ into a covenant to seek the Lord with all of their heart. I promise you that God is real. I know that, that things happen in our lives, and sometimes we're like, man, is he around us? Does he see us? I'm telling you right now, God sees you right where you're at. He sees the situation that you're in. And I'm telling you, even if you've been spiritually wounded and you've isolated yourself away from so many people and you don't know how to get back on the path that God has called for you, I'm telling you that God is real. He's got a plan for you. All you got to do is call out to him, cry out to him, rely on him, inquire of him. And most of all, seek the Lord with all of your heart. Set your heart on seeking him. Make a covenant tonight. Let's make a covenant tonight to seek God with all of our heart this week and all of our heart this month and all of our heart this year. If we can make that covenant together. Wow. I just I got to read that verse again because it really I just never it really had read that before At King. Asa, he says, he led the people. He says, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, with all their heart and soul. When's the last time that you have sought the Lord with all of your heart and all of your soul? I can feel the Lord right now. He's just crying out. He's just, he's begging for us to seek him with all of our heart and all of our soul. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed when you go after God with all of your heart. Wow, King Asa's life inspires me. You know what's so cool? As we got to watch King Abijah pass it down to his son, and then King Asa gets to pass it down to his son. You know who King Asa's son is? King Asa's son is King Jehoshaphat. Don't you love that name? King Jehoshaphat. And King Jehoshaphat was the son of King Asa, and he also learned the ways of the Lord by watching his father. Parents, it's very important to pass down to this generation To the next generation, the ways of the Lord, we must do it. We must teach people how to have a relationship with God and how to hear the voice of God. Because if we don't, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to learn how to hear the voice of God out there in this world. It's just not going to happen. We as parents, we as people must stand up and teach the word of God in our home. We must teach it wherever we're at so people will begin to learn and follow the ways and set their heart on seeking God. So we're at King Jehoshaphat, man, what an awesome king he is. And I love it here in chapter 17. It skips over a chapter 2. Asa's life ends in chapter 16. I'm in the book, if you're just jumping on, I'm in the book of 2 Chronicles, going through a couple of chapters tonight. I'm just in a teaching mode tonight instead of like preaching per se. I'm just teaching. I feel like God wanted me to teach tonight. And, um, and I'm over in chapter 17. King Jehoshaphat comes on the scene here and is so powerful. In verse 3, it says, The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because in his early years. He walked in the ways his father David had followed. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. It's very important here. I want you to hear King Jehoshaphat. This is what it says right here king jehoshaphat the lord was with him for two reasons let's count them. one two the lord was with king jehoshaphat for two reasons what were they the first one was this because he sought the lord are you seeking the lord When is the last time you shut your door and going into your room and insult the Lord with all your heart and all your soul? Or maybe you close the door of your car on the way to work, or maybe it's at lunchtime at work. Man, I love doing that at lunchtime, just spending some time with God when I'm at work. Maybe you get to work a few minutes early like I get to do that sometimes. And before everybody gets there, just seek the Lord, because, man, God is with you when you are seeking him. You remember, like I said at the very beginning, if you're not walking with Jesus, then your heart will not burn within you. But if you are walking with Jesus, you are seeking him with all your heart. Your heart will begin to burn within you because this book is alive and active and it will move you. It will just move you into action. It will move you. It will make you burn within. It'll give you a passion and a zeal for God and his house and the things that he's calling you to do. I'm telling you what right now, just read the Bible. It will Electrify you because it's alive, and man, I'm just I'm just fired up tonight because my heart this week has been set on seeking the Lord, and it has been an awesome, awesome week. So, there was two reasons that King Jehoshaphat was, um, the God was with him. The first one is because he sought the Lord, and the second is because he followed his ways. Down in verse six, it says this right here. He said he followed his ways. And then in verse six, King Jehoshaphat right here, this verse right here, it says his heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Let's read it again. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. I'm asking you tonight as you're looking at that verse, that is the word of God. Is your heart devoted to the ways of the Lord? First, are you seeking the Lord? Are you seeking Him with all your heart? And then is your heart devoted to the ways of the Lord or is your heart devoted to whatever ways pop up around you? Pop, whatever ways your friends are, are, are living, whatever ways your family is living, whatever ways your coworkers are living or is your heart set on seeking the Lord and then, is your heart set on following His ways, devoted to His ways? That King Jehoshaphat, the Lord was with him because of two things. He sought the Lord and his heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. That is such a powerful verse. And I just had to show it to you tonight because as I got through reading that one verse right there, y'all, I'm just going to be honest with you. Today is out this week as I was in my alone time with God. I stopped and I just began to evaluate my life. I began to evaluate my heart and I began to evaluate, am I? truly seeking God with all of my heart and is my heart set on is it devoted to the ways of the Lord ask yourself I don't want to go any further until you stop and ask yourself this is your heart devoted to the to seeking God is it set on seeking God and is are you devoted to his ways because that's the two things first we got to learn to walk with God Because if you don't learn to walk with God, your heart's never going to desire to walk out the ways of God. So the first thing is we've got to set our heart on seeking God, y'all. And I know, y'all, I've been through a journey. I've been through a spiritual journey. And I've been attacked in many different ways by the enemy. And the enemy's trying to silence my voice. I know he's trying to silence your voice. He's trying to silence all of the bride of Christ. But in this moment, we've got to stand up and we've got to set our hearts on seeking God, knowing that he's alive. He is a true. He is true. He is good. His love endures forever. And he's coming back for us and that we've got to set our heart on seeking him, y'all. No matter where you're at in this moment, if you've been a prodigal son or daughter and you have wandered away from the Lord. Lord. I promise you his arms are wide open. He's ready for you to take that first step back to him. Or maybe you've been spiritually wounded. And you've isolated yourself off into a cave and you're like, man, I'm not coming out of here till Jesus comes back. But I'm telling you what, even though you've been hurt, Jesus does not, he does not, um, and you've got, you feel protected and safe. Jesus doesn't want you to live in that cave forever. He wants you to come out and be a light to the world. I've been spiritually wounded and it took me five years to come out of the cave I was in. But now I've said, you know what, I'm coming out of this cave because the the world needs to hear from the bride of christ the world needs to hear that god is alive the bible is sharper than any two-edged sword it's alive and active that we are still here and that our hearts are set on god and it's for me and my house we will serve the lord i'm telling you right you gotta set your heart on serving the lord because something can happen when you evaluate your life and you go you know what? Maybe my heart isn't set on serving the Lord, on seeking the Lord, but as tonight, I'm making a covenant. I'm making a covenant with these people right here on BGTV, and we're gonna make a covenant to seek the Lord with all of our heart. We're gonna set our heart on God, and we're gonna set our heart on devoting our lives to Him and following His ways, and when we do that, we're gonna come alive together, y'all, because the, the, the world hasn't seen a group of Christians. It hasn't seen a group of Christians come alive in a long, long time who are super, super fired up for Him. And it's all going to start in your alone time with God as you set your heart on him, seeking him and devoted to his ways, getting in the word because the word of God will light you on fire. So remember, you will never desire to walk in the ways of the Lord if you're not walking with him. Second Chronicles chapter 19, this is still on King Jehoshaphat. 2 Chronicles chapter 19 verse 3 says this right here. You have set your heart on seeking God. God is speaking to him. He says, you, King Jehoshaphat, you have set your heart on seeking God. There was something that happened in the end of uh, of Jehoshaphat's life and somebody, this actually was a prophet, and was speaking to him and saying, hey, you have set your heart on seeking God. And God was pleased with Jehoshaphat and the way that he lived his life. And King Jehoshaphat had set his heart on seeking the Lord. He walked in the ways of God and he Um, He served this verse right here in chapter 19. I love this. It says this as it says this, Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem and he, he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord. This is a king. This is a real king, a king, a leader who went out into the community and began to turn the people's hearts back to the Lord. That is my desire more than anything on this podcast, on this uh, station here every Sunday night, is to simply help turn the hearts of people back to the Lord. But this is a real king, King Jehoshaphat, who went out amongst the people and begin to turn their hearts back to the Lord because why his heart was set on seeking God and set on his heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord look down in verse 9 of chapter 19 it says he gave them these orders you must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord Jehoshaphat was telling the people you must serve God faithfully and you must serve him wholeheartedly What is it that's keeping you from serving the Lord wholeheartedly? I know there's so many distractions in this world, but I'm telling you right now, even woundedness can be a distraction. It's time to let all the wounds... Let God heal them and let us begin to seek the Lord wholeheartedly, serve him faithfully, serve him wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a real thing. The fear of the Lord is when you have a holy respect for God and you remember that he's real and you remember that you're going to stand before him and that you're going to stand before him one day, just like eight o'clock tomorrow morning, if the Lord tarries and he gives you till eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock in the morning is only on your schedule. It's on my schedule. We can't stop it. It's simply going to happen in just a few hours. In about 12 hours, it's gonna ro- the clock is going to roll over, and 8 o'clock in the morning is on our schedule. Many of us will be headed to work. This Guess what's on your schedule, and you can't stop it? Standing before the Lord. Standing before the Lord in eternity to be judged for the way that you live on this life. I'm not talking about salvation. If you've given your life to Jesus, man, your sins have already been dealt with. They've already been judged. But how we lived our life how we stewarded our life, every word that we spoke, every deed that we did. Jesus says this in Revelation chapter 22. One of the last things that he said, he said, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me and I will judge each person for what they have done and what's every deed and every word out of their mouth. And so you don't think that God is looking down here and he's looking at everything that you do, every word that you speak. I'm telling you right now, the fear of the Lord sets in when you remember. Remember that you're going to stand before the Lord and give an account for your life. Come on, bride of Christ. Let's get fired up. Let's set our heart on God and remember that eternity is real and that we're going to stand before God one day. I'm getting fired up here in the studio tonight. I'm sorry. I was going to teach, but I'm preaching. It's just happening because I'm fired up. But in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3 and 4, we're we'll wrap up Jehoshaphat's life right here. Verse 3 and 4, it says this, Alarmed, there was a time in, in Jehoshaphat's life where he was alarmed like the other kings. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So just like his grandfather Abijah, just like his father Asa, When Jehoshaphat was faced with a problem, the wording this time is that he inquired of the Lord. And as he inquired of the Lord, he asked all the people around him to seek the Lord and to fast. And And it says that all the people came from all the towns around and they began to seek and fast and go after the Lord and seek the Lord. Man, isn't that amazing? We have leaders that set their hearts on God and people begin to seek God around you. So my heart tonight is if you're listening tonight or if you listen to this after tonight on YouTube or Facebook, wherever, that your heart would be set on the Lord and you'll begin to seek Him, and inquire Him of all the decisions that you have in your life from this day forward that you'll set your heart on seeking Him, relying on Him, and inquiring of Him. So another verse I want to share with you as we get ready to close, 2 Chronicles chapter. 20 verse 32 this is the end of Jehoshaphat's life and it says this it says and he walked in the way of his father Asa and did not turn aside from it doing what was right in the sight of the Lord it's showing us that he walked in the ways of God he walked in the ways of all of his fathers that have gone before him that have followed God and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord I want to ask you tonight I want to ask you this is your heart set on the Lord when it's come, it is time for your time to come to an end? Just like King Jehoshaphat, his time came to an end. He went and he rested. He was buried. But the, but the word was this is that he walked in the ways of the Lord. His heart was devoted to the Lord. His heart was set on God. He was seeking God with all of his heart. He was inquiring of the Lord. And this is what happened. He pleased the Lord and did what was right in the sight of the Lord. How are you going to be known for how you live your life? Are you going to be known for someone who pleases the Lord? Are you going to be known for someone who seeks the Lord, who seeks the Lord with all of their heart? Are you going to be known for someone who walked in the ways of the Lord? Maybe you need to hit the reset button tonight and to begin to set your heart on the Lord. And that's what I believe tonight needs to happen. Let's do this out there, BGTV. Let's make a covenant together tonight. Let's make a covenant together to seek the Lord with all of our heart to set our hearts on fire for Jesus. Do you want your heart to burn within you again? Then begin to walk with Jesus. Because when you walk with Jesus, your heart will burn within. Something happens when you walk with Jesus. Is your heart set on seeking the Lord? What is your heart set on tonight? I'm telling you, something is happening inside the bride of Christ, around this region, and in this America, and around the world. It's time for you to set your heart on seeking the Lord. Do you rely on the Lord to bring you victory? Are you going to stand in this hour? Are you going to stand in this hour to let everyone know who you serve? Are you going to be bold in this moment as the world is crumbling around us, and people are losing their faith? The Bible says that in the end times, people will walk away from the faith, but there will be those people. They say, if 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 serving the Lord is undesirable to you, that is fine. But for us, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My heart is set on Jesus. I love him. He's given his life for me, and he's given his life for you. So let's set our hearts on Jesus. Let's seek him with all of our hearts. Let's get our hearts devoted to him and seek him with everything that we have. I'm asking you tonight, are you walking with him? Is your heart burning within you because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for a bride that's pure and spotless and ready for him to split that sky. I'm telling you what, right now, Jesus is coming back. Are you prepared? Are you ready? And is your heart set on seeking the Lord Tonight has been a night that I'll never forget because I can feel it right now in this place. People are tuning in from all over the place. I see some friends of mine, Jonathan David. I see you, Cindy Jensen, out there. People have tuned in from all over tonight to tune in to what God is doing. And our hearts are set on the Lord. Our hearts are set on God because there has got to be a time right now where people go, you know what? I am a Christian. I do follow Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the rock. He is the son of the living God. He is alive and, and his word is active. And I'm telling you what, this week, if you'll read the Bible, Jesus will come alive. He'll walk with you and your heart will burn with in. I hope you have a great week and I hope that you will spend some time with Jesus because he's waiting on you. He's ready to walk with you. And don't forget The word of God is alive and active and it will burn within your soul. So set your heart and your soul completely on seeking the Lord and let's make a covenant together to seek God with all of the heart. Can I pray with you tonight before we leave? Can I pray? And will you make a covenant with me and I'll make a covenant with you that we're gonna set our heart on seeking God and set our heart to be devoted to follow his ways. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, just asking you, God, to do something inside of us. Do something inside of us that you haven't done in a long time. Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to set the hearts of the bride of Christ on fire. Jesus, I pray that you come and walk with us. Come up behind us like you did those two men and on the Emmaus Road. Come behind us this week and join in our conversation, Jesus, so that our hearts begin to just burn within us, Jesus, as we walk with you and as we read your word. So Jesus, I ask you right now to walk with us, Help us to fall more in love with you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for the bride of Christ in this region and for people that are walk, that are watching all around the world. God, I pray that the bride of Christ would set our hearts, that we would set our hearts on seeking you, set our hearts on seeking you with all of our heart and soul, that we'd set our hearts on being devoted to you and being devoted to following your ways and that we would stand up for what we believe in, Jesus. You stood up for us when you died on the cross. You stood up for us, Jesus, and it's our time to be a living sacrifice for you. It's our time to live for you. It's our time to not be ashamed and to let this world know that there are Christians out there that are bold and courageous, and we are in love with our God, and that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still our God, and he is our leader, and Jesus is our king. So, God, I pray that this would just get down inside of the bride of Christ and that we would be awakened for this moment and we would be prepared for you to come back and get us God I pray for everybody that watches this I pray that their hearts are set on fire and that they're burning within following you and having passion to seek you once again it's in Jesus name I pray and everybody said amen and amen